who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Matthew. What? There's nobody there. What? What are you talking about? She's right there. She's sitting right there. I'm looking right at her. There is nobody there. Sheriff, she's looking right at you. Matt. She's reaching out. Matt. There's nobody there. Welcome to the dark sanctum. Look around you. A teacup and saucer. Simple, yet ornate. Made from the finest English bone china and hand-painted. See that? It's a trace of lipstick on its brim. A faded image of a woman, alive, or dead. Would you like to hear more? Then close your eyes and listen to a tale of the dark sanctum. This is a battle to the death. And that's me, fighting to survive. I'm on a quest for the crystal orb of infinite power, and if I don't rescue it, then poof, my little corner of the universe is over. Crap, I'm dead. Yeah, Mom, what? The trash, can you take it out? 
I'm in the middle of something, Mom. As in nothing, actually. Now. <sighs> One day I will get a job and I'll pay rent and I will live in my own place and I'll have a dog and maybe a robot powered by AI. And that goddamn robot will be taking out the trash. Okay, let me set the stage for you here. My room, 12 by 12 as the crow flies, full gamer PC setup, Dolby sound, double monitors, ergonomic mats. That's me, wading through trash. Well, not trash, actually just drawings that aren't good enough. I got a lot of those. Here's another one, junk. I got a few on the walls, my drawings. I haven't gotten around to throwing them out yet. I love to draw, always have. Total animation freak ever since the first frame of my first CGI movie. Hooked, hooked hard. I draw when I'm bored and when I'm not bored, when I'm inspired, when I'm depressed, when I'm not drinking, smoking, sleeping, or gaming. Now, Matt. Well, sometimes when I'm drinking or smoking. All right! Jesus! Ooh, damn, it's cold today. Christmas Eve in Seneca Falls, New York. It's supposed to be cold. Snow. Lots of it. Like one of those postcards you send to people who don't live in snow. 18 of these Christmases I've seen. The old guy in the red suit, the baby in the manger, the big sales, the family obligations, the fake sense of good cheer. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good goddamn night. Ah, uh, how many more of these can I stand? Uh, males here. I was telling you about my art. My teachers loved it. You should work at the studios that make animated movies, they said. Do you know how hard that is? One in a million get that shot. Why should it ever be me? Apply to art school. You'll get in, they tell me. Maybe. Or maybe it's just a stupid pipe dream for an idiot like me who thinks he has more talent than he's got. Mm. It's from the New York School of Art and Design. Odds of rejection... 100%. Oh, I'm not gonna open this. What I don't know can't hurt me. Mail call. Sit down. I'm making eggs. Thanks. Scrambled peanut butter eggs. It's her specialty. Judge me, but I love it. Making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's all she does nowadays. My mom. She used to be famous, radio famous. Yep, she was a DJ. One of those voices that got in the way of your favorite songs back when your favorite songs were on the radio. She was pretty popular, too. When I was little, she'd follow me around with that goddamn recorder of hers. She'd record every word I said, every sound I ever made. It was annoying. And then, progress. Who needs a DJ in a local studio when any DJ in any studio anywhere will suffice? In fact, why not just have one voice on every radio station and let all those voices and faces go fire their asses? I was five years old. I'd never seen her so crushed. She was the toast of Seneca Falls, and then, overnight, she was nothing. No one. It was around that time 
that my dad left. He thought he was an artist too. I still have a couple of his drawings. Don't ask me why. He had dreams like mine, and they all went to shit. More eggs? Just like mine, Will. Thanks. I remember that day, another Christmas Eve just like this one. He stood in the doorway, staring at me. I'll be right back, he said. But his eyes said something else. I don't love you, they said. I can't love you. I don't know you. You keep me from being who I am. That was a dozen years ago, today. He walked out, and my mom just stared after him. She didn't say a word. Not all day, not for days. She just sat at the kitchen table, drinking tea from her favorite teacup, an old, ornate, ugly-looking thing, a gift from her grandmother. How you like those eggs? Too much peanut butter? Just like she's doing now. Fine, thanks. Cue that awkward time. It's rude to eat and run, right? Even though death battle is calling my name from the bedroom. And so I sit here and let her think there's anything worth talking about, anything at all we have in common. So, the new year is coming. What's your new year's resolution? I don't know. What's yours? Uh, same as every year, to have an extraordinary experience. What's she talking about? She's been at home on her ass for years since the radio gig tanked. When I was younger, when we were a family, she'd talk about going places and, and, and doing things. Since then, she's gone nowhere and done nothing. Packages, groceries, meds, liquor, they all come to the door. Extraordinary experience. You, nev you never go anywhere. What are you talking about? Well, not, not every extraordinary experience is a place, Matt. Besides, I... I go places. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Today, I'm going someplace. Where? I'm working on a project. A project? For what? What about you? Your turn. What's your New Year's resolution? To go to bed and stay there. What about this? Give me that. That letter's for me. I uncrumpled it. I didn't open it. Open it. Maybe it's your extraordinary experience. Oh, the old lady's not going to let this go. Well? I'm trying to read it. I'm delighted to inform you that the Committee on Admissions has admitted you to the class of 2026 under the terms of a full scholarship. Please accept my personal congratulations, blah, blah, blah. You got in, Maddie! I'm so proud of you, honey. What are you feeling right now? Tired. I'm feeling tired. Why did you just throw that letter away? Because I'm not going. What? I'm not going. What are you talking about? Why not? Mom, do you know how hard it is to get a job in animation, even with a degree from a school like this? A good job? The one that I want at the place I want it? Honey, I know it's hard. But no, the odds are zero. Zero. And if you stay in Seneca Falls? Maybe I can take out your trash. You're an idiot. And eat your food. An idiot. And let you wash my clothes and make my bed. Matt, this is your extraordinary experience. If you say yes to it, no matter what happens, no matter how hard it is, you'll never regret it. Are you afraid, honey? <sighs> no. I'm tired. I'll be back soon. Christmas Eve is a ridiculous time for an errand. Secret project. I finished today. I'll see you soon. I love you. Yeah, whatever. 
Outside, she trudged to her car. The headlights flicked on. The snow was really coming down now in the wind. It was one of those Christmas Eve storms that will fill the unplowed streets with a thick carpet of snow while everyone hides at home with family, waiting out the tempest, hoping the Christmas lights stay on. Sleep. Oh, Jesus, what time is it? Oh, crap, it's almost midnight. Jesus. Oh, look at it out there. Mom, why is it so dark in here? Mom. Is she seriously not home yet? Midnight on Christmas Eve? <sighs> Hi, you found me. Leave a message. I'll call you right back. Mom, where the hell are you? Call me. I went to the front window. The driveway was now completely snow-covered. The street, too. And it looked deep. There were no tracks anywhere. Not tires, not feet. It was as if every sign of human activity outside was simply... Erased. Matt. That's when I heard it. Matt. Hello? My head's playing tricks on me now. Matt. Jesus. Mom! What are you doing out here? How long have you been standing there? Why didn't you unlock the door? Why don't you come in? Where are your keys? Mom, where is your car? You're freezing cold. Here, come with me. Sit down. I'll make you some tea. Mom, say something. Are you all right? You want the tea in your favorite cup? I'll get it. I don't belong here. What? I don't belong here. Her face was frozen, her expression blank. Her stare was dead. She wasn't right, she wasn't making any sense. I don't belong here. Of course you belong here, where else do you belong? Here, drink your tea. I put it in front of her, but she didn't touch it. She just, just kept staring and muttering. I don't, I don't belong, belong here. It was after midnight, Christmas. And here was my mom frozen cold, disconnected, muddy, with no keys, no purse, and no car, and no footsteps on the snow-covered path means she was outside that door for a long time, but why? Look, Mom, can I put you to bed? You're freezing. No? You, you want to stay here all night? Okay, then, let me, let me get you a pillow. I'm going to sleep here right across the table from you, okay? If you change your mind, let me know, and I'll take you to bed. Okay? I don't belong here. She didn't touch her tea. She just kept staring into the distance. A distance 
she didn't seem to recognize or understand. Her skin was like ice. I wrapped her in a blanket. Then I sat down across the table with my own pillow, my own blanket. I watched her for a while, staring into the air. Then I fell asleep. see who it is you stay here she was exactly as i left her her eyes wide open staring the tea ice cold untouched who is it ma'am this is sheriff scarrett i'm so sorry to bother you in the middle of the night like this sheriff it's it's 2 30 in the morning i know see matt we found your mother's car and i needed to notify you right away well i'm I'm glad you found it. We didn't know where it was, but couldn't this wait until later? No, Matt, it can't. Her car skidded off the road by the old bridge over Seneca Lake. It was mighty slick out there yesterday. It blew straight through the rails and crashed into the water. Power crew driving by saw the taillights flicker under the water. Took a couple of hours for us to get to it and to get inside. <sighs> Matt, your mother was inside. She was headed back home from the looks of it, but with the snow and the sleet and the ice, she just... It's okay, Sheriff. She's okay. Matt, I'm afraid she's not okay. No, no, no. Sure she is. Matt, she's dead. Sorry to tell you, but she's dead. And the body we recovered from that car, it's your mom. Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sheriff, I, I'm, unless this is some kind of joke, there's been a huge mistake here. I don't know who you found in that car, but it's not my mom. Matt. Sheriff, my mom is sitting in the kitchen at the table right now. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Come on in. She's at the table right now. She's drinking some tea. There. See for yourself. Mom, see? Mom, tell the sheriff you're okay. Mom, look at the sheriff and tell him you're okay. Matthew. What? There's nobody there. What? What are you talking about? She's right there. She's sitting right there. I'm looking right at her. Look, there is nobody there. Sheriff, she's looking right at you. Matt. She's reaching out. Matt. There's nobody there. Now listen. Why don't I call Doc Hooper and ask him to pay you a visit, okay? I don't want Doc Hooper. I don't need a doctor. Sheriff, she is sitting right there. Mom, tell him. Matt, you'll need to come to the station later this morning for an ID. You need a ride. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I... Never mind. I'll come and get you, okay? You just let me know what I can do for you, okay? Terrible tragedy. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll get your mom's possessions when you come to the station, but this, it was under her arm when we found her. Looks like it was for Christmas and 
your name's on it. Unless she want you to have it. I walked back to the kitchen. I was numb, in shock, and so confused. Mom. There she sat, wrapped in a blanket, a cold cup of tea on the table before her, staring. Why couldn't he see you? What is this? To Matt, Merry Christmas, love, Mom. It was a book, a scrapbook. On the inside cover was a thumb drive. This was her project, highlights of a life, my life, my own greatest hits. On the cover, she had written, My Extraordinary Experience. The scrapbook was full of pages, and on every one, another drawing. My drawings, all of them, uncrumpled and neatly pressed and pasted onto each page. She had saved them all. Her extraordinary experience. It wasn't a thing or a place at all. The last page was empty, except for the message at the top. Room for yours, she wrote. Room for mine. I looked at her, sitting at the kitchen table, and for the first time since she came home, she looked back at me. I set the book on the table at that empty page. I went to the trash. I found the balled-up acceptance letter from the New York School of Art and Design. I carefully unfolded it and placed it in the book. I watched her. Her face softened. Her brittle expression vanished. She looked warmer, kinder, unafraid, complete. And then, like a gentle puff of smoke, she began to melt away. The last thing I could see was her face, and on that face, a sweet smile. It was a chance, a last chance, to say what I never said enough. I love you, Mom. And then, nothing was there. Nothing but me, a scrapbook full of memories, and a world where extraordinary experiences will always be within our reach, thanks in no small part to those we love. The Dark Sanctum. Episode, Extraordinary Experience. Starring Bethany Joy Lenz, Clive Standen, and Michael O'Neill. Created, written, and directed by Mark Ramsey. Produced by Mark Ramsey and Jeff Schmidt. Sound design, scoring, and mix by Jeff Schmidt. Executive producer, Paul Anderson, for Workhouse Media. Until next time. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life, 
if you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.